The Public News Service Daily Newscast, July the 14th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. We head first to Wisconsin, where election officials are trying to determine how a recent ruling from the state Supreme Court there, outlawing absentee ballot drop boxes, will impact absentee voting in next month's primary elections. The state's six-person bipartisan elections commission this week failed to agree on new guidance for clerks to help them apply the ruling. In the group's meeting on Tuesday, Republican Commissioner Bob Spindell said the commission's failure to agree on the guidance would essentially leave it to local officials to figure out themselves. We have a responsibility as Wisconsin Election Commission to give some guidance on this important decision that came down. And I think uh, we should give at least some minimal guidance to the 1,850 municipal clerks out there. Providing election guidance to county and municipal clerks is one of the Elections Commission's basic functions. But in this case, the commission's three Democrats argued the proposed rules were overreaching and could potentially generate more lawsuits. This is Jonah Chester reporting. We head next to Connecticut, where voters will have to navigate new absentee voting laws, which could benefit seniors. State Director for AARP Connecticut, Nora Duncan, says seniors seeking transportation to the polls can inquire about that with local community organizations. Seniors are often provided free transportation to the polls by volunteers, by their senior centers, and, and they should talk to their local communities about what those options are if they're concerned about not getting there or the high cost of transportation. In Connecticut, absentee ballots are being distributed by mail this month. And the Center for Biological Diversity has filed a lawsuit aimed at forcing the EPA to reject Colorado's plan to bring down air pollution to safe levels because of a loophole. Robert Ukiley with the center says smog causes a lot of health problems and the state's record number of high ozone level days has led to increased emergency room visits for people with asthma and other respiratory illness. The people most susceptible to injury from smog are children, older adults, People that work or exercise outside. Oil and gas groups told the Colorado Sun that the majority of emissions in the region come from natural biogenic matter or blow in from outside the state and claimed the lawsuit would lead to higher fuel prices. The EPA does not comment on pending litigation. Ukiley says the science shows that the oil and methane gas industry is one of the biggest contributors to smog in Colorado, especially on days when ozone reaches dangerous levels. I'm Eric Galatis. This is PNS. Four projects in New Hampshire have been awarded grants from AARP to make communities more livable, especially for older folks. Types of projects considered for the Community Challenge Grants are those that improve public spaces, transportation, housing, digital access, and civic engagement, to name a few, and they must be completed by November 30th. Ashley Davis with AARP New Hampshire says often older people or folks with mobility issues struggle to access those community services, and it sometimes takes a long time to change that. But quick actions can really be the spark for sort of long-term progress, as well as attracting other funding, helping communities to overcome barriers, and especially increasing awareness of age-friendly and livability. The New Hampshire projects include a covered pavilion with benches to provide a shaded gathering place in Center Ossipee, a covered bench with raised bed gardens and an information kiosk in Hillsborough, an electric tri-shop for rides on the Northern Rail Trail in Lebanon, and a fully accessible dog park and community garden in Newport. I'm Lee Wolke, reporting. 
Pennsylvania has more than 6,000 local and state parks, and the people who manage them and run all the park activities are being honored this week. Pennsylvania Park and Recreation Professional Day is this Friday, and it takes thousands of them to help build strong, vibrant communities. Tanya Brown, Director of Parks and Recreation for Mechanicsburg, says 86% of adults in a national survey think access to the outdoors and nature is helpful, especially during stressful times. And it's important to recognize the workers who make it accessible. Not just directors and full-time staff, but the part-time staff that are you know, working in playgrounds with our community children or, or lifeguards, individuals that are running leagues, everybody, because it takes really a village to raise a child correctly through parks and recreation. She notes the park and rec centers also serve in many towns as emergency shelters for COVID testing and vaccination sites. For a public news service, I'm Danielle Smith. Finally, our Mike Bowen tells us just like 911, organizers behind the new three-digit number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline hope it becomes easy to remember for the public. The switch to 988 happens this Saturday. The NSPL takes calls 24-7 from those experiencing a mental health, substance use, or suicide crisis. Drew Martell is with the Foundation 2 Crisis Center, one of two locations in the state that will keep staffing the service for Iowans who call. He says it coincides with Americans being more open about addressing mental health. There is a de-stigma campaign that's been going on that's been increasing calls into the line. People are feeling more comfortable reaching out. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Member and listener supported heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.